Well, welcome back to Higher Ground uh, on the eve of uh, Melbourne Cup. Um, and while I guess a lot of eyes are on the big race that stops the nation tomorrow, plenty of eyes at the moment are on the Australian cricket team. A woeful performance. Let's uh, let's call it what it is against England over the weekend. And now at the T20 World Cup, well, it's no sure thing we will make it through to the semifinals. In fact, um, if we don't win our next two games... There's a good chance we will be bundled out. Joining us uh, now is Sam Hargreaves uh, to talk all things cricket. Um, And Sam, you watched it, didn't you? You watched it all unfold on SEN. Um, You join us now. Thanks for joining us, Sam, and taking a bit of time out of of your uh, evening. Um, Your immediate thoughts after the way that England defeated us so easily, it must have come as somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, it did, Chris, and thanks for having me, mate. Myself and Darren Berry called the game for, for SEN, and, and he was he, his exact words were, very rarely am I lost for words. Mm. And that's, I think, the sentiment that we were both feeling and the people that were texting us through during the course of the night, that this was a performance that you normally see when a, an established test-playing nation takes on a minnow. This was what you'd expect to see, you know, England or Australia do to, to, to maybe a Scotland or an Ireland or a Namibia. Um, not what you'd expect from the oldest rivals in cricket, not what you'd expect from an Australian side who are hosting this tournament next year. Um, it was as comprehensive a debacle as I think I can remember seeing in cricket. Um, and there's a whole lot of questions that have been thrown up off the back of it. It was didn't pot a ball, pants down, lap of the table stuff, mate. <laughs> I mean, it comes after such a promising start to the tournament too. Let, let's play a bit of what, uh, what Chuck Berry uh, had to say during commentary, firstly. I'm very rarely lost for words, Sam, and I'm, it's t- I'm tired, but I'm, I'm flat at what I've witnessed tonight from an Australian perspective. Never had enough. We tried our best at the halfway to talk it up. They not only didn't have enough, they've got them, am I correct, Sam, in 11.4 overs? 11.4 overs. Yep. England have won two wickets down. Please don't sweep this under the carpet and say, oh, well, it's just a one-off performance. It's it's actually time to have a serious look at the strategy and tactics of our T20 side. Well, there he is, uh, Darren Berry, and he was with you. Uh, Sammy Hargreaves um, calling that match in the early hours, our time of, of what Sunday morning it was, and uh, we all woke up. Mm. Not, and not many of us watched it, I don't think, live. Uh, we woke up to the headlines and the highlights and we thought, my goodness, really? Clean the sleep from our eyes and have another look at that. But, yeah, absolutely towed up. Where to now then? What needs to change? Um, and what was more worrying, the, the bowling or the batting? Oh, look, both in equal measure. Um, certainly there's more concern with the batting than there probably is the bowling. Uh, Josh Butler took a hold of our two best bowlers in Adam Zampa and Mitch Stark, who have been mm. our two best bowlers in this format through history. Adam Zampa's taken more wickets for Australia in this format than anyone, and Mitch Stark is second to him. But you, you, are, you said before about the promising early performances and then what needs to change. We, we've probably been a bit seduced by the early performances. The, the win against South Africa, I think, and Chuck Berry thought raised more questions than it did answers. Uh, and then the win against Sri Lanka, they contributed just as much to their own downfall as Australia did. So we might have been sucked in a little by what we saw in those two games. This is a true indication, probably, of where we are at. And, and, and it's interesting, Chris, in our job, very rarely, and then one of the greatest things about sport, and we work in talkback radio, which is a beautiful way to capture this, you and I can both sit and look at the same thing, and we can both have a completely different view on it. Because in the eye of the beholder, 
it sits with things in sport. When you listen to every single cricketing expert and every single cricketing legend mm. who over the last 48 hours has spoken about this, whether it be Shane Warne, Damien Fleming, Darren Berry, um, uh, Adam Gilchrist, Ian Chappell, mm. every single one of them is saying the same thing. We're not picking the right side. The side we are picking, we're not batting in the right position. And tactically, we seem a long way behind the rest of the competitive nations in the way in which we execute during the game. So I'll, I'll always side with the experts when they're overwhelmingly in agreement, which you don't ever see in sport, mm. but they're all saying the same thing. Mm. I heard Ian Healy actually tonight as well on our station saying, you know, reinforcing those thoughts of, of Darren Berry and Shane Watson and, and Shane Warne. Um, things need to change. Is this the catalyst, do you think, um, that we need to, to change the way we maybe approach T20 cricket? Maybe we've fallen behind. Yeah, it, it, well, we have. We absolutely have. And, and because we don't give it a priority, first and foremost, we try and shoehorn a test side into mm. a T20 side. And the great comparison of this, the great analogy is this, you're in Sydney, I'm in Melbourne. So in Sydney and, and, in, and in rugby league, they pick the Dalian team of the year, Chris, and they pick the best player in their position, no equivocations, Bad luck if you miss out. You're the best player in your best position in the team of the year. In the AFL All-Australian side, the selectors for many years have shoehorned midfielders into any position they can to fit the best players in, even though they might not ever play in that position during the course of the year. Yeah. That's exactly what Australian selectors are doing. We've got Wade and Stoinis batting down the order who open in big bash cricket. They put Steve Smith in at first drop when he's actually been making runs batting at four and guiding the innings through in the middle order. They had Maxwell coming on to face a new ball, which is not what he does. You know, Smith and Warner have been selected with no form coming into mm. this World Cup. Um, we took, it took us till the third game to play two spinners on spinning decks, yet we only introduced them to the last two overs of the power play. So it's selection, it's position, and it's also the tactics. And the smart judges, Chris, will tell you that T20 cricket is more tactical than any type of cricket. If you're a naysayer on the format, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's not going anywhere. Behind women in cricket, it's the biggest growth area of the game. Mm. That's why the IPL has just spent billions on two new franchises. And it takes a specific skill set to play in specific positions, whereas we're trying to manufacture players to play in those specialist positions and not looking at the matchups coming in with the bowlers that we're facing or, or vice versa. So, again, everything I'm saying, Chris, is, is basically a... a, a, redu a a recycling of what those experts are saying, but I couldn't agree more with them. And it stands out like the proverbial um, mm. canine, you know what? Mm. Mm. It's, it's a bit like you, you can't put the square peg in the round hole or whatever that saying is. And um, Absolutely. You, 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 you touched on a few problems there, Sammy, didn't you? But And, and one you didn't even mention was the, the non-selection of Mitch Marsh. Yeah, so that's a fascinating one. So he's been the form T20 player, I think, over his last 12 he was the the only player that really performed in the debacle series as against uh, West Indies and Bangladesh, which we lost 4-1 in both of those. But he was actually averaging close to 40, had four scores over 50, and was actually taking wickets again. Mm. But but they've, they've dropped him um, to shuffle around in order to get the spinner in, and it just didn't seem to be like the right call. So it's, it is quite confusing that we're picking players that might not be informed, but, but they've got the name and they've got the reputation and they've got... The history and Dave Warner certainly has been the most successful Australian player in T20. Steve Smith, Shane Warne says, for, with all due respect, and you are our best batter, but you're not in this format. And it's very similar to Joe Root, the Joe Root situation in England. Mm. Joe Root made the most runs for England at the last T20 World Cup, 
But the way they pick a specialist side for this is like, we don't have a spot for you. So we're sorry. You might be mm. the most informed batter in the world in test cricket, but we can't find a spot for you here. And that's probably how ruthless our selectors need to be. Yeah, I mean, you watch a load of cricket, you know, you're ball by ball commentary. Um, but you also, a lot of your thoughts, like I do with rugby league, uh, they get shaped by uh, what the greats of the game do say. Mm. So, so when when a, when a Shane Warne has something to say, you listen. When an Ian Healy has something to say, you listen. Likewise, yep. uh, Darren Berry. Do you do you also believe then that, that Steve Smith shouldn't be in our our T Twenty top eleven? I don't know if I'd be willing to go that far. But I, what I would say is don't bat him with the new ball. Mm. Look to what his strengths have been. He, he's actually quite good against spin. Um, so he's, he's good at guiding an innings through. And that's what you need to do in the later stages. There's, there's three phases to a T20 game, as Chuck Berry says, every night. Your power play is the most important part of it. And that's where you need to have the guys who love the ball coming on. You, 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 your strike power in the top three is crucial. There's the middle stages where you sort of almost consolidate. And then there's the, the, the third stage where you bring it home. Um, ideally, Steve Smith shouldn't be coming on in that power play to bat. He, he very much should be because his strike rate will tell us, mm. which I think is around the sort of 120 mark, that he's not an explosive player at the format. But if he's played in the right way, then yes, he can make runs. But, but again, not only are we maybe not picking the right side, we're not playing him in the best positions. Mm. And again, that's not my info, and, and people would say, well, you've never coached, you've never played, you're a broadcaster and a commentator. Well, I've got eyes, yeah. and, and I can look at the numbers and the analytics and the stats to say that coming into this tournament, we've won five out of 18 games, which now is we've won seven um, out of 21 mm. in T20 cricket. Something is wrong. It's not good, is it? Um, and, we're, well, let's be honest, we're probably going to struggle uh, we're, to, to make the, the semi-finals now. Well, we, we, we should, but our net run right now is appalling, so... Um, mm. It's not in our control. We've got to win against um, Bangladesh. Then we've got to beat West Indies. We we should win both of those. But who knows what South Africa will do? And they need to play England still. But England may well have already qualified and might you know just take their foot off the gas. So uh, it's certainly not a given. Um, all right. And, and the other thing too, uh, this you know I know it's a T20 pool match, but England the way they have beaten us, they have just um, they've thumped us. And yep. they are gonna they're gonna grow an extra leg, aren't they? I know it's a different format, the Ashes and Test cricket, but you just you just sense that that that's you know, just what the doctor ordered for them. Oh, it's a massive confidence booster. And again, I'll, I'll refer back to, to Darren Berry that we were, during the call he spoke about Owen Morgan uh, as captain, who by the way doesn't play mm. Test cricket for them, but he captains them in this format because he, according to Darren Berry, mm. is the most astute is the most well-researched and statistically prepared, analytically prepared captain in the game. He knows every matchup. He knows every um, stat in terms of this bowler, this batter. He's as prepared as anybody and with a game plan that is planned out, you know, to the delivery just about. So you're right. The way in which England beat Australia, they knew what they wanted to do. It, 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 was, an, it was an absolute annihilation in every sense of the word because... They had a tactic for everybody, and they executed it perfectly. Mm. And, mate, can I ask you, Sam, finally, uh, David Warner, um, he's been under a fair bit of pressure, hasn't he? Um, very lean with the bat, mm. although he, he got some runs, good runs too, um, at a high strike rate against uh, Sri Lanka, 60-odd, I think it was. Uh, kept the Wolves at bay for, for a little while, but, but again, he's failed to perform. Do you think he is out of sorts? Do you think he will come good? Oh, it's, it's such a tough one, isn't it? Because if you take... 
take the things away about Dave Warner that, that you might be critical of and, and put aside Tampa Gate, put aside some of the behaviour on field and the manner and, and all that kind of stuff. His record is undeniable in this format of the game. I think he's made the fifth... Well, it's actually Finch that's made the fifth most runs ever. Mm. But he's made the second most runs for Australia in T20 cricket, the most at World Cups. Um, he's played more of this format than anyone, and it's what launched his career. But in his mid-30s now, it just might be a case of that his eyes not maybe as good as it was, that, that, that his consistency isn't quite as good as it was. His feet maybe don't move mm. like they did. And the 60, if you go back and have a look at it, whilst it is, were important runs and there were some good runs in it, he essentially tried to bully his way back into form. Mm. Um, there was probably one, there was three chances that he probably, that, that probably went begging for Sri Lanka to get him out. One in particular, the drop catch down leg side, which would have seen him go for, I think, 18, maybe like... around 18. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, he's probably, as again, he made runs, and this is a strange one. We've, we've heard it said before, Chris, you know, whether it be Greg Chappell saying, I'm in form, I'm just not making runs. Yeah. Dave Warner made runs, but he's probably not, not in, in form. form, with all due respect. So mm. it's a really tough one. But um, sometimes it just gets to a point where is he at the stage now where he'll dig himself out of a hole, or is it just that time of his career? It's not, I don't ever think it's my place to retire great to the game. And, he's, and his record tells us that he is. Mm. So... But what I would defer to is, is the people who are saying what I'm not seeing are his feet, what I'm not seeing um, are, are his hand-eye where it once quite was. So maybe there are just some telltale signs that it just might be um, a little difficult for, for him at the moment. It could be a great career that, that, that's drawing to a close. I think they'll persist with him, um, but maybe how long probably depends on the next game, I would say. Mm. Well, mate, that is against uh, Bangladesh, isn't it? On Thursday, I think I'm right in saying. Uh, keep up yeah, the good work. Yeah, 9pm Thursday. 9pm Thursday, and we'll be able to hear you and uh, and Chuck Berry as well. Keep up the good work, mate. Enjoying listening to you. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight on Higher Ground. Anytime, Chris. Thanks so much for thinking on me. Really appreciate it.